This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. Well, Southend on Saturday, uh, an interesting game against a big club who have come down. They remind me of us when we first come down a bit all over the place, on and off the pitch. So, yeah, what's your thoughts on them, Mark? Well, you, you said to me yesterday that about reminding you of us. And when you first said it, I, I was sort of, well, I sort of agree up to a point, but the more I think about it, I, I think you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, I suspect, and, you know, it's, it's early season, you never know, but I suspect that they are not going to be challenging this year. I think they'll need to settle themselves down a bit this year uh, as part of a sort of regrouping. You know, just like us in the relegation season, they used a hell of a lot of players, which is always a sign that you you, you just you haven't got a plan, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and they've had to have a massive sort of rejig of the squad. And yeah, I think they've got they've got structural problems as a result of that. They're early, the start of the season isn't terribly impressive, and I, I think they'll need more than one season to really settle and, and be a challenging team. Now, of course, you know, they yeah, could yeah, prove me wrong, but they've got some nice players. Yeah. But at the moment, well, we, you know, Wrexham fans talk a lot about the Wrexham squad gelling. They need, they need to gel more than we do. Oh, you. yeah, yeah. And I quite like their manager. He seems quite good. Yeah, yeah. He was really, really calling out a lot of his players against Wheelstone, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Saying... If you're not if you're not putting the effort in, you're not playing for me, basically, wasn't he? So I, he he seemed quite firing. I think a lot of the thanks to fans I've chatted to, the Southend fans I've chatted to, have been really hospitable. To be fair, but yeah, he's really hung a lot of his players out to dry, didn't he? Uh, he looks he doesn't look like a manager anymore, Phil Brown. He's gone for the whole no suit of no tie. Sort of oh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds casual look, but it looks different on Phil Brown. He looks like a bloke who you wouldn't buy a second-hand car from. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's not scared of it. Uh, we all know what I'm, I'm referring to. He's not scared of calling his players out in public. But um, he's... Uh, yeah, I don't think he's enjoying it much. There was an interesting article I read in one of the local papers from a journalist basically saying, you know, that Wheelstone game which they drew nil-nil on um, Bank Holiday Monday, that's the sort of wake-up call of, right, you do realise we're a non-league team now. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And it looks like Brown may have felt the same way and had a bit of a go as a result of it. And I couldn't quite believe... I, uh, sorry, Southend fans, but I found it quite funny reading all the comments about losing to Wheelstone. Not losing, drawing to Wheelstone, like, whoa, what's going on? Sort of thing. I was like, I'm like, sort of, welcome to the National League. The National League, yeah, doesn't have the most glamorous names, but these teams can play football and play football to a decent standard as well. Yeah, it's um, it, it is a little bit of a culture shock. You're right. Yeah. You know, you, I I appreciate why you apologise to South End fans, but yeah. you're quite right, and, and I think it's a reasonable thing to say to them. With yeah. that, but not being disrespectful, we had the same process. Like you say, it's a similar yeah. situation. We were playing teams like Hayes and Yedin and yeah. Histon, and they yeah. were they were playing well against us. And yeah. It was hard to comprehend, wasn't it? It's like. Oh, what's going on? Like we, we were playing Bradford last season, or we were playing good teams last season, big yeah. teams, and now we're playing these Wheelstone. We're, yeah, we, yeah. we're better than this, but no, you're not. You're in this league for a reason. Yeah, and we, we, our early weeks, the first season of non-league was, we got some good early results, um, which tidied people over, and I think built up that idea even more of, oh, we only be here for a season, and mm. we were top of the table after about yeah. four games. And then 
reality started dawning a bit more. I remember we had a very tough three-two win at home to Ebbsfleet, and and some people were a little bit disgruntled with that. It's like, but what the heck's Ebbsfleet? We should be battering them. Yeah. And then we went to Gray's Athletic and lost, and we were poor. We deserved to lose. Yeah. And there was a, I, I got a really strong sense of just in that one game, the whole situation had turned around. The the dissatisfaction that was losing to them. Um, we went into a midweek game after that at home to Russian and Diamonds. And he just felt that the manager, Brian Little, was a dead man walking. And the team came out and they felt that as well. It was yeah. the most dreadful performance. Lost 3 0 at home and he was gone. And that was a couple of weeks after being top of the table. Yeah. It shows how you know this league can play games with your perception a bit. You're, you're, you're seeing yourself as, well, we should beat these. But actually, like you say, that they're actually decent teams. And, and at the end of the day, there's some Wrexham fans who still think that we should beat these because we're oh, playing. Yeah. And, and it's not. It's not like that. It's not like that at all. You know, yeah. Soil Moors don't have the most glamorous names, but I tell you now, they do well in the, in the football league right now. They're, they're solid. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so South End are going to go on that journey that we've gone yeah. on, I think, haven't you? And, and uh, <laughs> I hope it doesn't last too long for you, but clearly I want us to go up first. I'm yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah, South End, uh, yeah, well, th- th- there's always a few hits to take when you drop down. The other thing which hits fans hard is when you start playing part time teams. Yeah, and not getting results against them. It's that beating you, <laughs> and and that is, I mean, to be fair, I would argue that most. I'm this is something I just certainly didn't know when, I, when when we dropped down to a league of part-time teams. But I've learned over the years, frankly, part-time teams get pretty much the same prep as as full-time teams. They just train in the evenings instead of the, the mornings. Yeah. So to be honest. You know that that whole idea of part-time teams should be a pushover, or they, they won't be fit. They'll they'll get tired. Is nonsense, um, and it's it's no disgrace to be beaten by a part-time team. A lot of these players, the reason they're part-time isn't because they're not good enough to get a full-time contract. It's because they they've got a decent job. They're good enough to play maybe at a higher level, but they don't want to give up a, a sound, well-paying job so they can play football for their local team and get a decent wage off that plus their main wage. So you know these teams, but it's still it's a psychological blow when you start losing to them. Yeah, and it was, I was listening. It was interesting to listen to Jay Harris on the Fearless and Devotion podcast mm-hmm. saying, actually, sometimes it's better to be a part-time team because football's your passion and your work's your work. Yeah. And yeah. players, and you're playing at a similar, you're still playing at a similar level. When you're a full-time football, you take all your problems into work, which is yeah. football. Yeah. But when you're playing part-time, football's your release from your problems at yeah. home and at work. So you actually play with a bit less pressure yeah. in some regards. Yeah. So and Paul Rutherford as well. When I interviewed him on Dragon Isle last yeah. season, I was talking about him at Southport because Southport always struck me as a well-managed team, and it was part-time, but their their tactical flexibility within matches was remarkable to me. I mean, it's sort of the sort of variation, a sort of intuitive variation that you don't see often outside the top coaches. And, and they would constantly, during a match, they would make quite radical changes to their shape to respond to different situations. And you think, that looks like the sort of thing you need absolutely hours on the training ground mm. to be able to pull off like that and for the players to be comfortable when the coach says, we're changing to this now. And they would do it really well and be very, always be difficult to Which play. Is... And, and he was basically saying, because essentially, we were having, you know, our training was the same as a professional team. It was just, just a different time of day. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Which it's is a psychologically difficult time 
for teams like Southend, when, just when you come down, trust us, we but, feel that pain. But also, when we first come down, we also beat Stevenage 5 1. Mm. So 5 0. 5 0, that's it. 5 0. So these teams can also be dangerous. So who's caught your eye so far watching them? I mean, I, before even saying that, I, that I've, I have seen um, them play, but before even having seen them play, Reese Murphy stands out as a crack yes. signing. I mean, he scored a hat trick against us a couple of years ago for Yeovil. Good yeah. target man, mobile as well, good finisher. That's a cracking signing, that. I mean, that really is coming in and getting one of the best strikers at this level. So that was a good statement of intent, yeah. straight away. Yeah, 100%. I was talking to a fan who's a South End fan who's watching quite a bit. They said he's getting into the right positions, but he's not quite firing just yet. Yeah. But Reese Murphy's a quality player. Once he does start firing, yeah. he's going to be a real asset to them this season. Yeah, he'll be double figures. Yeah. I don't know if there's any question about that. He's reliable in that sense. Yeah. As long as he doesn't get injuries, yeah, rock solid. Yeah. And Dolby alongside him as well? Yes, he played for Woking last season. Yeah. I, he, I remember actually researching him last year. He, he's pretty good, isn't he? Solid, young, isn't he? He's, he's only yeah, 21, yeah. isn't he? From I don't remember. think he's got the best scoring record. No. Or he may be a player who's able to support Murphy. You know? yeah. So I know that's what partnerships are there for. Yeah. But yeah, decent, decent, tidy player yeah. in the support role. Good, good player for this level. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say he's a player, he's a striker you want if you're pushing for promotion. Yeah, yeah. But he's a, he's a solid player. Yeah, yeah I think... I, it's a good signing for them. I think their captain, he's a traditional centre back, isn't he? John White. Well, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, they've got a couple like that. They've got Josh Coulson as well. Yeah. On paper, looks like a very good signing. I mean, he's not 32, I think, now. Yeah. You know, but players like him and. Um, oh, God, my brain's gone blank. The left back, the Greek name. Oh, I've got his name now. Um, Dimitri, yeah, uh, you know, good solid players like that who know the ropes, have got plenty of experience at this level, but maybe are slightly better than this level in terms of yeah. you know, overall experience. But you know, they're good players to have in the in the squad as well. Yeah, and like I say, White as well. They got they got physical strength at the back. The the other ones that that, that hit me watching them, like I said, they play three at the back. Yeah. It's like a three-five-two, isn't well, it? Well, there's been so. criticism that, that they yeah. may be defensive, hasn't there? Yeah, yeah. And Brown's sort of bit back at it, and I'm inclined to back Brown on that. I don't think it's a defensive approach. Still think it's clicking, uh, but right? Yeah, but yeah. it's not working properly, perhaps. Yeah. Um, with the bits I've seen, um, I don't think they've really kept the ball well enough to get the wing backs up the pitch, and so it's mm. become a five at the back when the intention isn't for that to be. I mean, if you look at the players that they've used in these sort of positions, and um, Bridge, the, the left-sided player, is really sparky, attacking player. I like the look of him. Yeah. He's very dangerous when he gets into the other side's box and down the sides. But if you can't get into those positions because they're not getting forwards well, he becomes a fullback. And then we're on the other side. Um, well, the, the, uh, Brown's admitted he's got a bit of a problem with to be true because he he actually had to move into midfield. Gogo um, has been injured, and he had to move into midfield when they played Stockport yeah. quite early on, and he improved the team. And, and you know, he he said he moved the ball around quicker, got them going. Well, your problem there is he's also a good wing back, and yeah. there's a balance. And then 
what they've done sometimes is put a young lad Egbry on as the right wing back who is very small mm -hmm. and quite nippy and lively and again it's, a, it's an attacking approach because I wouldn't necessarily want him having to defend the far post against Jamie Record, for example, because um, he's not yeah. physically strong, it doesn't seem, when he looks about 5'6". So, you know, I, I don't think Brown's intending to be defensive. It may be they're having to defend, but I think it may be because things aren't quite working out right, rather than because the plan is to defend it, you see what I mean? And if you're watching Wrexham against Notts County, don't want to be defending and yeah. inviting pressure on yeah. inviting pressure when you've got Hayden Mullen up front and you've got Jordan Davis who can find those killer passes when your defense are a bit all over the shot yeah. but you believe we can see one goal yeah. fair That's play, a, yeah. which is fair enough I don't think the defense is all over the shot but when you've got that, if we can recreate that relentless pressure that we did against Notts County against Southend, I can't see us having much problems, I don't like to say that careful I don't like to say that, but I, don't, I, I feel like we won't have much problems in this game. Well, I'm not as much of a, a fake tempter as you, but... <laughs> but you're trying not to... But I would say that, I, like I said, after Nantes County game, if we play in that manner yeah. and at that tempo... This is teams, as I say, if we play in that can't tempo. Cope yeah. at, at this level, won't be able to cope very well with it. And County, fair play to them, they've got a bit of guts and character about them and they managed to get a point out of it, but it was down to a lot of penalty area heroics yeah. after we picked them apart. Um, so yeah, yeah, if you keep playing like that, we'll, we'll, we'll give teams real, real problems. Yeah, and I, I'm not tempting fit, I'm not discrediting <laughs> Southend at one bit, but I, I, do, I do seem to think if we play like, like we did in these first three games against a lot of the sides, we could beat them. Yeah, <laughs> I really do think that. I mean, it's interesting. Brown, in defending himself and his tactics, didn't didn't really say three at the backs not defensive because we've got attacking wing backs. He actually said, "I'm playing one centre back with two full backs either side of them, as in, as in the side full backs." Would. I'm not sure totally true, but certainly Ralph, the left-sided centre back, is. is far as I'm aware, more of a sort of attacking fullback. Um, now again, I don't know, it, it, it'll be an interesting, if Wrexham get their rhythm going and the tempo going again, it'd be quite an interesting test of that defensive unit to see whether, uh, ironically, they're too attacking, despite everyone yeah. saying they're too defensive, because if if you're playing sort of like, you know, fullbacks or centre-backs, wingers as wing-backs, you don't want to have that sort of pressure coming on you. Also. Oh, that's a stupid thing to say this in some ways because everybody seems to play one play three at the back in this division. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it does suit Mullen. Yeah. Mullen wants to get around the sides of centre backs. So again, you've got that that dynamic. But I, I also don't think their issues are defensive issues. Mm. I think their issues are scoring goals. You've you've played Wilson, Kingsland, Stockport. You know, Stockport, they're gonna be challenging for the title this year. They look class against mm. um South End, they look like a good side. If you've only scored one goal against Kingston, Kings Lynn and Wealdstone, mm. slightly worrying. And I, I know highlights don't tell a story, but I watched the Kings Lynn's highlight, uh, extended highlights against um, Southend, and they were getting they were getting passed around. Kings Lynn were creating the more opportunities, and because they didn't really have the quality in the final third, they didn't win the game. And Southend ended up winning one nil. But I, I was looking at it and I was thinking. It looks like quite a good game for Wrexham there, to be fair. Yeah, the Wheelstone game, I know obviously a lot of dissatisfaction yeah. about it. 
I wonder if the scoreline influences that. Obviously, we could argue the scoreline should be the biggest yeah. influence on anything you've yeah, used, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I mean, they hit the bar a couple of times. Murphy with a terrific sort of scissors kick, and then a great shot from outside the box. Mm. I think it was Phillips. I'm not sure. Phillips is good. I, I, I like the look of Phillips. He's got a nice, tidy sort of midfielder who can get forwards into dangerous positions and play killer passes. Um, so you know they, they, they could have won that game. But True, but if you want to get out of this league, you need to you be beat both those sides. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no miss, no buts. Absolutely right. Yeah. yeah, And they beat Kings Lynn, but it was a one nil, yeah. a scrappy one nil. Yeah. These are teams that were only not relegated last season because there was no relegation. Yeah, absolutely correct. Um, the the other thing I think is that there's an interesting lad they brought in on loan from Norwich. Right. Dennis, his name is. It's always sunny, isn't it? Everything's always <laughs> sunny reference. His last name's Dan, so I can't remember his first name. And oh, he looks really interesting. Yeah. I think, I don't know if uh, the move's partly because of a go-go picking up injuries, because a go-go is... Season pro, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And destructive. Yeah. Is it nine career red cards, something yeah. like that? And he's only 17. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's played for Shrewsbury, isn't he? He's played for Dagenham Redbridge quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. So he's very season pro and a... Good player to have at this level, really, yeah, wasn't exactly. he? Dennis looks like the opposite in terms of he looks very raw. Obviously, he's a young lad from Norwich. He, he would be raw, wouldn't yeah. he? He's, he's about the size of a sort of medium-sized nuclear reactor. He's enormous. Yeah. Big, big lad. Really muscle-bound. Explosive. Playing centre-mid. He's one of those players who looks a bit sort of awkward sometimes. Mm. But it doesn't necessarily matter because he somehow clambers through you anyway. Mm. You know, he has an awkward first touch, and in the second touch, it's just drawn you in, and he gets to it and he's past you. He looks like the sort of bloke who, if he clicks, all the matches. Um, so he's quite an interesting character, I think, to, yeah. just to keep an eye on. They, I think they're interesting looking teams out there, but they've just got, they got lots of different bits they need to try and slot into the right points at the moment. It doesn't look to me like they've quite worked that out yet. Phil Brown used to watch out for the whole Brian Little experience of you start off, the fans are getting frustrated, you get sacked. Yeah. And then they bring somebody else in who maybe finds a better balance of the players they've got. Because they've got some interesting players, yeah. I think. Yeah. They don't look like they're quite hitting this grind yet. They, they, and it might be a perfect time for Wrexham to play him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hope so. Hopefully. But <laughs> But the thing is, they're not conceding goals either. Yeah, so they, you know, we can criticise them all we want against these, but they only yeah. conceded one goal against Stockport. Who and they look, they look tight at the back. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be That's a tough game. First half hour of that game of Stockport, though Stockport get the goal. Yeah. And then the we, lovely goal as well, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, but there were chances to clear that goal. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was very well defended. And then around that. Reed missed a really good chance. Yeah. Reed missed another good chance, which ended up being offside. But you know, it, it was too easy to play the ball into the box, no matter where he was. Uh, another opportunity, edge of the box, keeper made a decent save. The Stockport could have went off, finished that game after half an hour, yeah. despite the fact that Quigley had gone off with his traditional hamstring injury yeah. before the chances were getting made. So, you know, there was that game. Yeah, with the Wheelstone one, like I said, they understand Southend fans being frustrated by the result, but they, they, they clearly could have got a goal and then got nicked a one nil. The Stockport one, by the same token, after half an hour could have been over. I also think Stockport aren't hitting their false potential yeah, yet yeah. as well, so they're going to be a side, obviously, to watch out yeah. for this season. So, yeah, I, I'm 
reasonably confident about this game, but you can never be 100% confident in Wrexham. I know it's, it's horrible, but being a Wrexham fan, I think you're always slightly a pessimist, aren't you? So, yeah. so, but yeah, I think the way we're playing and what how I've watched us this season, I think we've got a great chance to win this game, but it's a long trip down. It's going to be a tough game. The South End have got a good set of fans. Yeah. It's going to be intimidating. It's going to be loud, but... Yeah, Wrexham fans, are, I'm sure they'll be going down in big numbers again. And the other London Reds going across as well, yeah, so there should be a lot of noise. Got, yeah, we've got a London Reds coming down, and so yeah. It'd be it, a good game to be at, a good fan, Southend, nice, good club. Yeah, they, and they'll be looking for revenge for the LDV fans final, <laughs> so... No, it'll be a good atmosphere, yeah. and like I say, I'm sad to see Southend in our league. Yeah. Because they're a proper football club. Um, I don't think that as an insult to clubs in our league, but well, I, I, you know, Southend belong in a football I'm, league. I'm sure. I was reading online; they've sold three thousand season tickets. Uh, that's, that's so good. for you know, for them dropping down into yeah. our league and the state their clubs in off yeah. the pitch. Let's be honest. Fair play to them, and I, I wish them the best for this season. No, I don't. I wish that we get promoted. Well, then no, I wish. I hope they do really well next season. No, I hope. Well, if we, if, if we win the league, it doesn't matter how well the other teams oh, do. I suppose that's true. Yeah. Well, all right then. I wish, I wish them all the best. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I wish them all the best. I wish another thing. I wish all our fans travel down safely yeah. on Saturday. Um, also check out our Twitter Match Centre if you can't come. We've got Mixler. We've got the Match Centre, which is on our website. Isn't yeah, it? The website. Of, yeah, yeah. So like a live text sort of thing it, yeah, it's, it's, it's excellent if you if you don't have time to listen to the mixler if you're in work and you just need to have a look um, have a look at Dragonheart which is going to be coming out on Friday uh, check out everything that all the fantastic work the media team's doing yeah that's all I have Highlights to say highlights will be out midnight yeah. Monday morning yeah and I'll do a podcast but I I don't think I'm able to get to the game it looks like in which case I won't be able to do it until Sunday once I've had the chance to look at the, the footage yeah. but I'll watch the game through and pass me a opinion on it give yeah. me a verdict yeah and yeah. to just keep up with all the amazing stuff we do and get to the game safely people are travelling down I hope you've enjoyed these previews a bit of work goes into it but it's work I enjoy doing excellent nice one yeah See, until next time adios muchachos this is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Rexham AFC media team.